the best bands perform three times, right? The first one, whoever makes it to the semifinals, and then the final last one at the end of the night, right? Oh, that wasn't pigskin. That, that was area, no? Was an area well, this what, weekend? Well, what, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, an area, yeah. Okay. So then? But the fact Where that were you, you this weekend? No, no, no. This was the pigskin. It was called, uh, what was it? Donna oh, had some kind of marching band competition. Then it might be just band. It might be just the Donna one because I don't think state was this year. At least not for Bob, like the Bobcats. No, but it was. It was a. It was a Donna. Uh, Donna. It was like it was like marching the meet. festival was, or something. Yeah, it, uh, it was the meet before the real meet. Oh, uh, like pre pigskin. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, but I remember so marching. Well, anyway, continue. Anyway, there's jingles. There was. <laughs> Damn, like there was a bunch of kids, yeah, a bunch bro. of bands, like all the way from like Laredo, like yeah. Santa Rosa and everything. And <coughs> like y'all are wearing those outfits. They're hot, bro. In the middle of the day, it's like a hundred and something <laughs> degrees. Yeah. And there's kids coming off like hyperventilating. And oh, the fun- funny Drink thing water. Wa- funny thing was, is like, you know, this is probably like information that shouldn't be out there, but <laughs> A certain person contracted my company to work at the event, right? Mm-hmm. They paid for one ambulance. That's what they're getting, one ambulance. For all those kids. For all those kids. Jesus. And the one of the, I think the fine arts director of the school came up to me. He's like, well, y'all should have more ambulances here and blah, blah, blah. And at the time, I didn't know that they had one, you know, contracted one ambulance. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, well, yeah, I understand that. Like, that's that that goes beyond my control. And, you know, me just trying to be the um, just, you know, like a try to like the customer service. Yeah. Being trying to be polite about it. Yeah. Being polite about it. But then I called my supervisor and he was like, hey, like this dude said that we were supposed to have a whole bunch of ambulances and stuff. And he was like, no, they only paid for one. And. I wish I would have known that because then, like, our fault was, like, we had um, one unit and some other people took off to a a different thing and they took the fuel card with them. So we had a quarter of a tank. And at some point, we were going to have to leave, go fuel up and come back. Yeah. And that's when we left to go fuel up. And then the dude tells us, oh, we have kids here that need attention. And y'all don't have an ambulance here. What's wrong with that? Like, well, what's up with that? Yeah. And I wish I would have known that he that the school paid for one ambulance. One ambulance. Because that would have totally changed my argument and changed his perspective of like, oh, we knew this was gonna get out of hand, so we should have prepared better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, y'all freaking band kids are crazy. Fuck yeah, I, w- I played tenors too. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> Man, dude, those days, I'm looking forward to the Jocko, Jocko podcast this week. He has Jordan Peterson on this week's episode. Fuck yeah, Man. dude. That's going to be fucking great. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for that shit. Have you been listening to any podcasts lately, Denver? Uh, Denver. What the fuck? Denver talking about me. Gonzo? No. <coughs> I haven't. I'll, I'll listen to Joey Diaz every once in a while, yeah. like, on the drive to work or, like, before if I'm trying to go to sleep. But... No, not really. <laughs> you fall asleep to Joey Diaz's voice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> no problem at all, dude. <laughs> no, but but for real, like the 
his voice is super raspy, but it has a softness to it. You know what I'm saying? I think I think I, I think I can kind of in a hear weird, it in a weird way. Like when he when he's telling a story and he gets that like that real like oh listen listen here and blah blah blah, blah. and his voice gets like real like where he goes into details. Yeah. And his voice calms down a little bit. Like there's a sincerity in his yeah, voice. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, <laughs> and most of the time it's just because like if I have a TV on or something, like I can't fall asleep in complete silence. But if I have noise happening, with no visual to like concentrate mm-hmm. on, I'll close my eyes. And knock out. And it's super before weird. I know it, like if I need if I need like a nap during the day, I need like the TV on. But at night, I need complete silence. Like, at night when I'm getting ready to go to bed. And that, I just realized that right now. Because I was trying to take a nap yesterday during the day. And I ha- I needed the TV on. I needed sure. something plain so that I could fall asleep. Think about your surroundings. Like, <laughs> do you have your windows covered? Mm, there's no... We, I have blinds, but n- not a curtain. So it's not completely dark? At night... At no, night, it's completely not, dark, but well, during the not, day. I mean oh, yeah, day. no, not during the day. Okay, you have light coming in, and your brain is telling yourself it's daytime outside. Yeah. It's okay probably. for there to be noise, but at night, your brain's like, okay, it should be silent. Yeah, makes sense. Damn, Donzo. <laughs> and for me, I have this bitch double-blinded. and sh- <laughs> I have blinds, I have one curtain, I have the dark curtains. So I have three layers of... <laughs> However, it works, though, because in the mornings... I sleep on my he- with my head towards towards the window, so there's enough light creeping in through because the because the fan moves the flags and the curtains, so light does creep in. So I I do know when it's morning and like I'll, I'll still freak out like at 4:15 like <gasps> like I wake up all in, in a scare and it's like oh it's only 4. Dude, what freaks me out is like my my clock inside. Bio clock. Yeah, because okay. like, like, like this clock, morning like you have like a clock. <laughs> yeah, I swallowed one. <laughs> no, because uh, so like I don't know if I mentioned it to you, but the last like few weeks, I've been waking up really late for work. Really? Like I've been waking up like at seven thirty. Oh wow! And I'm, wow. And I'm getting to work like at eight twenty. Ah la madre! <coughs> but nobody gives a shit because as long as I get my report out by nine a.m., it's all good. Right. But I and, give a shit. And knowing that you can also, I've I've definitely I feel the change of fall. <coughs> That's definitely. Well, it's like what I told you. Remember with Freddie, how um, I told you how every time like I needed to pick Freddie up or he's picking me up and we agree on a certain time, he's always late. Yeah. But he's not late to work or he at least he tries not right, to, yeah, be he tries to be with pretty, more intent because of the consequence. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't feel as bad about getting late to work because I know there's, they're there's not going to get yeah, after me. As long as, you get, like, as long as you get your report done. Yeah. That's super interesting. Uh, Wait, so the clock thing. Yeah. So then this morning I wanted to, I wanted to get to work. Um early like by by 7 30 the latest and my phone died overnight and that's what i use as an alarm and i don't know how like it just i woke up and it, it was dead and i woke up on my own at 6 40 like knowing that i wanted to wake up early like i just woke up early i, I was like why the fuck can i do that like every day i do that a lot and the weird thing is <laughs> that like from one day to another i don't know when i'm gonna wake up like I mean, I know when I'm going to wake up towards the Sounds end of the scary, day. bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, um, I don't wake up at the same time every day. Like, uh-huh. uh, there's some days where I'll have to wake up at 3.30. Oh, okay, I get you. Yeah, and yeah. some days, like, most of the time I'll wake up around, 
I'll have to wake up by like six or seven. Mm-hmm. Those are my main like things. Yeah, yeah. But if you look at my options for my alarms, like all my over preset the alarms, it goes from two thirty to eleven. And my days can fall anywhere between yeah. there. Damn. And the weird thing is, is that I can go like let's say today I woke up at six. Tomorrow I have to be at work by eight. So I usually set my alarm an hour before because mm-hmm. I like to wake up, take a shower, and then, like, leisurely, like, drive to work. Yeah. <clears throat> I've been having trouble with my phone charging because mm-hmm. my cord, like, got old and everything. And my phone will die. And I'll wake up like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And then I turn my TV on and I have the little Chromecast Google mm-hmm. whatever thingy. Yeah. And it shows the clock. So I'll be there for like a minute waiting for the TV to power up. <laughs> and then like the clock shows. <laughs> that has like, to be upsetting. <laughs> and you're in suspense off. for that minute. And I'm just like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> that happens to me when I when I try to look at my my phone in the morning. And like it, like today's morning when it was dead, I knew it was still early because it was still still dark out. But I, I picked up my phone and it was dead. And I was like, damn it, damn it, damn it. And then I had I had my iPad on the other side because last night I was I was reading something. So then I grabbed it and I opened it. I was like, "Oh shoot! Like, okay, it's, I'm, I'm still good." But that like suspense and trying to yeah. find something and that get the time. Spider flight, bro. The amygdala. I was like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck!" It's literally right here in the back. Right here. Triggers. And like, <gasps> that's the the what? The amygdala. Amygdala. Look it up. A A M Y. G A, amyg. No, G D A L A. Is it right? I might be wrong. <laughs> I, was just, I just spent an hour talking <laughs> about how the like, yeah, is this not the fire recipe, This recipe here says it's good with <laughs> marinara. <laughs> it's good on fish. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got it. Right? Okay, yeah, because I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm certain about that. I'm, I'm certain about that one. The neocortex and then the limbic brain. Those three. Because I know um, this is going to sound funny that I'm bringing it up. It's okay. Uh, we're, in, we're in a new episode. This will come out later in, like, December. Yeah. We might have to do this, like, once a month. Do what? Like a random, yeah. Uh, but, see, it's all about maneuvering. Like, while you're, while you're looking, it's all about maneuvering. Like, yeah. like, like, like I... I it takes me longer to realize that I need to relax. Does that make sense? It takes you longer to realize like that I need to relax. Like, longer. like now that I found like a good little like template that I, that I do like, you know, whether it's a book, whether it's a video, taking questions and taking like perspective, mm-hmm. like this conversation, like it's it's like realizing like okay, this is actually necessary as well as the learning. You know, and I I just take longer to realize that because we've already gone through five weeks of like pretty straight and like you know and not to not to mention it's been not this let's just say I don't even know what episode this is, so I'm not gonna say a number but you know we've had Gonzo on episode five then episode forty two and then whatever number this falls on you know it's like the space between all that mm-hmm. since we've had like a just a free for all conversation versus me getting material to yeah yeah to go what are you saying yeah. oh trying that. In the water boy, when he's talking about the medulla, whatever the hell. Okay. What Walker's talking about, the amygdala or whatever? Amygdala. Amygdala. (laughs) 
Yeah. I'm, it sounds like some kind of sounds like some kind of time machine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna jump in this amygdala right now. So then, so okay, then. that that's the one that controls emotions and uh, all that stuff. I just saw that right here, and the medulla oblongata or whatever that controls involuntary movements like sneezing, vomiting, your lungs, like your diaphragm yeah. working oh, wow. and everything. Interesting. So. Don't listen to everything you hear on movies. Right, it's all fucked up, <laughs> Water Boy. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google it just to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've talked about the limbic brain and lim- neocortex before. Limbic, do you remember Brian? What? Because it doesn't start with why. Limbic. I I th- here, give me the, give me the book. We have time. Olympics yeah. every four years. Simon Sinek. Yeah, Simon Sinek. No, see, it I have it marked. I know I have it marked. Yeah, this thing says the amygdala is the integrated uh, 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 center for emotions, emotional behavior, and motivation. (coughs) Yeah, fight or flight. The water. Colonel Sanders lied to us. What did he say? He said that the medulla oblongata was where jealousy, aggression, and all that stuff. Mm. Never mind. Scratch that, guys. Sorry. Forgive me. Is that really all you got, you got to say? Yeah, pretty much. What, what's, <laughs> up? what's up, Brian? What you got? Nothing, <laughs> man. Uh, nah, there's no context. I didn't know what the fuck we were going to go to. You're like, what's the context? I was like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just I feel like we we're going to talk about something. I don't know. I, I usually feel like, oh, shit. I didn't do my homework before this podcast. <laughs> Funny enough, actually, we can go th- this real quick. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, cause that, I think about that. Cause, I do have something to say. Uh, Tony Robbins. Well, the only reason why... It triggered me because I just saw this Tony Robbins video. I'm, I'm actually, I'll play it here on the on the microphone. Everybody can listen. Where is this guy? And it, it struck a chord with me. And I was like, dang it. Like, it's like, I, I need to do a little better on this. Because, like, for this podcast, if, 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 it, if it makes it, I mean, we're only 15 minutes in. But, um, Like, this one's just a free-for-all, just conversation, or at least try to have a conversation, you know, general. We, I mean, frankly, we've already talked for an hour and a half, so if we don't have much more to say, then okay, we'll just call it. But um, as far as pre- preparation, you feel like, Gonzo said he felt like he didn't do his homework. Of course, I didn't give you much time, Gonzo. I gave you like an hour. Like, yeah. I, to- I texted him at five. When you t- when you gave me the okay, mm-hmm. and then I texted Gonzo, I'm like, hey, dude. I actually, no, I, was, I had just texted you when I texted him. Like, hey, are you good for today? And then uh, I texted Gon- Brian that hey, I, t- I let Gonzo know, and he said by 7.30, you know, hopefully by then. Anyways, I forgot I wasn't going to go with this. Anyways, let me see this damn video. Let's talk about pre- preparation. Here, sorry, can hear. Probably nobody knows how hard I prepare. I want to be so prepared, no matter what happens, I can make it happen. And when, you know, I get up on stage... It's 50 hours in a weekend, and most people won't sit for a three-hour movie that somebody spent, you know, $300 million to make. I got to hold their attention and have an impact. And so in order to do that, you have to be so prepared for anything so I can enter that audience, and anything can happen, I can turn it into something really useful. I just, for example, did an interview. Ray Dalio is a good friend of mine, and, and he was launching his book, and so he asked me if I'd do the Facebook Live to open it up. He flew all the way to Palm Beach and then flew back the same day for all his media. And so I probably put 12, 13 hours into the prep of that for an hour talk, right? Uh, I over-prepare, and then whatever I prepare for almost always changes because when I get in the audience, 
you see what people need and it, and it changes. But I'm still ready for anything that occurs. It's like making huge economic deposits so when you go to cash a verbal check, it doesn't bounce, right? Or a mental check, a psychological check. That's kind of how I operate. But that was, that's the quick little video that I was like, fuck, so I... I Late, because of the template that I we've kind of fallen into now with taking whether it's like I said literature or movies or, or videos or otherwise um, there's a template so it gives me a way to kind of center in and give you guys or give whoever's here in the room direction right you're talking about uh, I don't have any context and then, but then you brought pre preparation and when I saw that it's like man I, I, I always feel like I'm underprepared as well yeah. always but even then it's interesting what is interesting is like so even when you prepare and over prepare, and like he talked, like Tony Robbins in that short segment, one minute video, he talked like for a, for a one hour conversation, he prepared for like 12 to 13 hours for one hour of conversation. I do about the same. One time I had Brian sit in here with me for the prep and it wasn't even as long as I prep for like the podcast. And the next time you're like, man, like you kind of felt like out, like you were done, like psych, I guess psychologically. It was just like, I think that time it was just like a lot of, a lot of info. I guess. Yeah. There's a lot that we had, that we had, uh, I guess, like prepared with. So the, it's like, how do I explain this? It's like my focus had had kind of left. Like I focused at that at before during, during the video. Yeah, and then, and so then, then by the time we got the to the podcast, talking, it was kind of like, oh. And it, that, that was interesting because for me, honestly, I never thought about that. I was like, for because for me, it's normal. Mm -hmm. Like I've talked about before, like that, two weeks ago, I was too scatterbrained. You know, I, was, I listened to eight hours of material and I was way too variant in the conversation. Last week, I finally just zeroed down. Or the past two weeks, I zeroed down. I'm not, man, that's wrong. I don't know when this podcast is coming out. <laughs> so during the episodes when we were talking about vulnerability with Dr. about Dr. Brady and Brown, mm -hmm. whether it was me, Brian, and, me, and us, you know, uh, like the preparation for that, for I guess it's like episode 38 or so. It's around there. I, it's in the show notes. You know, you guys can look it up. Um, don't be lazy. Uh, um, but going through that and having so much various information, it's like that's kind of normal. Even when I zeroed down, like in the 20 minute video, you know, like, you know, it's, it's interesting that I do. And even then, to close this point, is that even then, sometimes I come in here and because what I've realized is that whatever we're experiencing outside of this room takes a big effect. And that's I do understand that from Tony Robbins where he says, you know, you overprepare, you prepare for anything. And then you go into a room full of people and they hit you with a bunch of things that they're actually they're actually going through. That's like a big thing for me. So it's, it's, it's interesting on the the term preparation to prepare because that's where I feel like even though I make mistakes on here and whatever and sometimes – I I try to leave as many as I try to leave it as straight through as possible mistakes and all, because that's just the that's just the rawness of what's going on here. I'm before well because the first like maybe like three episodes, I added like jingles like for the mm -hmm. sake <laughs> like I added a lot. Like, I was spending like ten hours like just editing down like stupid little things. Where now it's like well that's just a mistake I need to fix. That's just a mistake I need to fix. And now I think that's why now we've gone down to like an hour, you know, an hour and a half max maybe is a good conversation. But even then, usually an hour cuts it pretty close at least when me and brian have been talking it'll be an hour and when we had eddie back it was an hour and a half and, and then when we had gonzo last time episode 42 it was an hour and a half mm. um it's just interesting insight because then again how everything connects 
you know, Gonzo, you said one word and it struck a chord in my head. I'm like, oh, I just saw a fucking video about yeah. that, <laughs> you know, about preparing and over How do you, what have you guys had to prepare for lately? And of course, remember, this is being, I mean, this episode will be, will be released in the future. So just have a general scope in mind. Like if you get, or give an example of something you've prepared for maybe in the last six months. That's probably a better question. Um, Cause this is so be out maybe sometime in November or December. Um, this, this current episode will be released. So think about, the per- so think about maybe from August until now we're, we're in I guess we're in what October October thirtieth, uh, but maybe something that you've prepared for, and maybe you can give maybe you can give an example or maybe of the year, maybe of the year so far leading up to now, of an example of where you prepared and you felt damn I feel great, and then maybe you over prepared for something and maybe unprepared for something. Three there's three different variables that you can use all three or you can use one that you prefer or whatever. Me trying to get that vehicle. There you go. That was a long, like, from however many months ago my truck was, like, you know? Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, I have this job now. I can save money. Mm-hmm. And I'll be able to use, like, so-and-so as, like, a co-signer. But then that person, like, it was just, like, trying to all these factors that I finally lined up and then I go to finally get the deal done and nope, can't do it. It's like, what? But I prepared. It's like, no. And that, that really, that kind of changed my perspective um, in life because now I'm like, yeah, you can prepare all you want and everything, but you don't know what's going to happen and you don't know how you're going to react. Yeah. And yeah, like I, yeah, I'm, no, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of life yeah, totally different now. It, it helps, like I said. Sometimes, sometimes people think like, "Oh, I, I, I failed here," and I think this is like a general thing that maybe we're coming to, uh, we're coming to a transition of, of failing to fear. I'm oh, sorry, fear, fear to fail, right? And now, like in your case, in this case, where it's like it still didn't work, no matter what. And it's like, man, okay, it, it's kind of like a little culture shock, but you, you're not as reluctant to to pursue still trying to get a car or a vehicle. And in your case, you know, pers- pursuing there, where we've talked about fear. I brought it up even when we had Frank on, you know, a, a while back. You know, this was early, maybe early October or mid-September, around there. Either way, um, where I brought up fear. And, and <laughs> why do you check? Either, <laughs> either way. He's doing the super, super bad either way. Uh but it's just interesting to me that of you know, no matter how much you prepare, and that's that's where I get very default aggressive, like just fucking go, just go. <laughs> what are you th- what? No, it's just uh, like yeah, my you reaction. Do, you do that. Like, <laughs> I know, okay, okay. It's no. legit. Like just do it. Just go. It doesn't it doesn't freaking matter. And the, actually, because it's funny, the, the example I gave, I think it was episode forty-one. We had Eddie on, and. I brought up the Mustang when we played at not Mustang. We brought up at a we played at Monsters last, and he wanted to have the PA to one side, and he wanted like my opinion to like say, oh yeah, just like yeah, that, that's a good idea, and I'm like, well, I see it like this. You want to try that? I'm like at at the end of the conversation, I was like, just go do it. It doesn't matter. It's not gonna affect me and my playing. Yeah, I'm not gonna play any differently uh-huh. at some point. So that's why like uh, Gonzo Gonzo knows how I can get default aggressive. So, like it doesn't. It's not gonna affect. A lot of things. It's gonna affect some things, mm-hmm. and then later on he said he realized like, eh, it, it wasn't 
it wasn't as good as he thought it was gonna be. Like it was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't the worst thing, but it was. Yeah. It just didn't get the result that he had anticipated. Maybe in his in his ears. Uh, but it's shit like that. It's like yeah, just just go do it, do it. Like just go. Let me just go. And it's funny because Gonzo only seems to be like with. Uh, you see him at the gym. I'd rather not. <laughs> and it's not even that bad. Okay, for me. Okay, I, I think okay, you for have this me, glow about you, but. <laughs> But like, if what, I do mean, what do you mean glow about me? Like uh, a pregnant woman? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you glow. No, but I, what I mean is like it'll change my, it'll probably change my perspective of you. Oh, if I if you saw me yeah. at the gym. How, what? How do you? How do you mean? Like how? Like, well, because I've seen I've seen you get to your your level. But like, if there's a level above that, it's fair. Then like, holy shit. Like I've seen your tenacity as far as like music stuff, okay. and like I don't mean it as in like the gym. Maybe like you're more passionate about that, no, yeah, but yeah. like the gym is just it's a, a more aggressive it's environment. Well, it's a for me, it's a very it's a very aggressive environment. I'll, I'll say very aggressive. Yeah, and it's a different environment. Period. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I can okay. I, I I just I was just wondering what you actually meant. Like what? what okay. No, yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, because uh, then I'd be like. Oh shit! Like I don't want to bring out the gym, Andy, like in the middle of a bar <laughs> <laughs> with alcohol <laughs> and stuff. You know, that reminds me of that time that we played at the island with Roy and Brian <laughs> went with us. Yeah. And that like, was Frankie's twenty like, first birthday. We we started pushing each other, and then I thought like, oh shit, we need to stop. We're at a hotel. <laughs> was that was me and you started pushing each other, or like, like we put there was one exchange of like pushes, and then I thought like we're gonna break something and we have to pay for it. Yeah. And we're all broke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that so the same good. the same time where we met Lucy? Ah, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the same one. We were fucking throwing burgers from the <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was that was an interesting <laughs> night. That was a good was ass great. night. That was super fun. I miss those. And days. now we can't do that. I miss Lucy. <laughs> Why can't we do that? Because I have a job where, like, if I get some kind of like that's like D- DUI, like, or like if I get like a D- DUI or something, like um, I could lose my license potentially. Mm-hmm. Right. And like I'm sure. Well, you just won't drive. That's we true. We have Ubers now and taxis and. No, but I mean, like, as far as like uh, job wise, mm, yeah, I'll end up like there. We have a a medic that works with us that her license is suspended, mm-hmm. so she can't drive the ambulances. So at the end of the day, when we're turning in reports and stuff. She has, like, nine reports that she needs to finish writing, like, a whole narrative for. Dang. And, like, she's been doing it for, like, I think for her, it's 17 years. So she's very, very, like, good at, like, pumping out reports. I'm new, so I type mine because, like, one, I have really shitty handwriting. Mm -hmm. Same. Two, I just, like, I don't write a lot, so, you know. So you have shitty handwriting? Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) And I get I, dis- I get distracted if I'm handwriting something. Really? Yeah, I feel I feel like the clicking kind of like stimulates my brain. Mm. Makes you focus. Like, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like for me, I write differently. Like different journals, I write differently. Really? Yeah. So like the if the like the style of yeah writing, like my yeah like so if I'm using a steno pad, where people can look up a steno pad. But Brian, good uh, my steno pad. It's there. It's the second one. Which one? The second one. Yeah. So like there, watch. Just because of the way the papers, spa- the way it's done, oh, okay. my writing's differently than I would in here. Put that back because it's expensive. Versus like 
this journal, which is my, th I'm actually, this is actually my second theory journal. I call it theory because this is where all my like notes and like uh, anything I learned from somebody, whether it's a book or video, yeah. it's more like, it's not chicken scratch, but it's way more faster cursive. Like it's like it's oh, on the okay, run, okay. like as I'm listening, I'm writing, as I'm reading, as I'm writing. So that one, you're taking your time. Oh yeah. I, I, yeah. And that one's just like. To compare. That one's just like sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out of me. So yeah, that that one's just like um thoughtful. Fast yeah, it's faster uh, No no no. That one's thoughtful. This yeah, this one's, one's just like thoughtless. Because that's a good way to put it. It's information. It's information that I that I wanna have for the for whether I, whether I use it on a podcast or whether it's stuff I wanna remember. If it's something I wanna remember, I write it in there. Okay. That makes sense. I thought you meant like I guess your style of writing mm. changed. Oh no! Like you mean like like the way I write a sentence? Is that what you mean? No, no, no. Like, or like how my penmanship, like the yeah. There you go. It it I definitely take my time more, so it's cleaner cursive on the steno. Okay. okay. Where like my theory or podcast, it's it's either way. Fast. <laughs> either, either way. Either way. <laughs> One time in sixth grade, I convinced my class. <laughs> That that I write differently in Spanish than in English. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's awesome. I'm one of those idiots that probably would have been like, no way. Show me. <laughs> and, and that's how I Show did it. I showed way. them. Show me, sir. I showed them because. So I had written like a note um, to somebody. And then I like nobody was supposed to know that I had written it or whatever. And then they th someone said, oh, that looks like Brian's handwriting. And then I don't know why. I don't even know how it makes sense that. I mean, the note was in English, but I convinced them that I write differently in Spanish. And everybody was like, oh, okay, yeah, it wasn't him. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I I remember, oh, man, speaking of, oh, from, dude, okay, so when we talked with Eddie on episode, I think it's episode, episode 41, I talked about, like, third grade a lot and how that made an impact, like, just, like, that, that time. <coughs> and, uh, and when I was in third grade, that's when we started learning cursive. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I remember not liking the way I was having to learn cursive. And like, of course, now there's no restrictions, it's way different. But it's like, I remember like doing it. It's like, uh, yeah. it, never, it never worked out for me. Third grade was so significant for me. I have no idea why. It sounds like it just from the last episode. From, from 41 <coughs> to all the stuff that I've just uncovered and excavated of my own brain. Uh, again, one thing I said on that episode was like, you know, if you go looking for it, you're gonna find it. And like, it seems like third grade significant, all of middle school is significant, mm -hmm. and all of high school is significant. That's the way my life kind of breaks apart. Third grade was significant with my my letter Y. Why? Because I saw write her name, huh. and she wrote her Y differently than I did. So then I started. I liked it. So then I started. Writing my Ys like she did. Ah, interesting. I did that with my Gs. There was someone who I liked who wrote the way they wrote their G, the capitalized G, mm -hmm. and I started writing like that. And I, even to this do day, you do I the one with the. Sh no, I, no, I do C and then the, the like the line separate. Oh, okay. okay. So it's so it's separate. It's not one. Yeah. Okay. Like okay. a C and then like a seven. Type yeah. Of deal. C and a seven. That's that's the way I do. That's that. how I write it. I started doing that in fifth grade. I remember. Since I started working uh, in EMS, my eights are different. I used to go zero, zero. Like, you know, attached. Now I do the. Mm. Now I do a now figure you do eight. A figure eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a. I I wasted probably like a <laughs> minute. 
Trying to get it right. I've wasted a minute of my life writing eights the wrong way my whole life. I actually do the donuts. I do the circle circle really? because yeah, because for some reason like because I think I think it's because of the, because I slur. I write and I slur and writing. So mm. it, so my cur- like so standard cursive, no, I slur. I slur cursive basically. So when I write an 8, it's slurred. So I'm better off writing two circles to make an 8. My cursive looks like just lines with bumps. <laughs> but for some reason I can understand it. If I know what the first letter is and the last letter, <laughs> that's scientific proven. If I can understand sense. what's going on there like okay, like if you spell that T A H T, you'll know that it means that yeah, you mean that. But that's a sign that's like a how, that way your brain how do you change it though? Cuz I mean if you switch the A and the H, it's still that the other way. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I didn't <laughs> You didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> That's a good one. What about Fender? So if you spell Fender F D N E R E R. No, oh, I, I'm okay. So, so there's two E's. Oh, there's two E's. So it would have to be F D E E N R to be misspelled right. <laughs> I think in the in, I think if it was written like in a sentence. With the proper context, you'd still pick it up right that's away. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like if I'm it's alone, I'm trying to I don't figure know. out how to. What? Race car, race car. Yeah. I think I remember that. I remember that one being a thing. Yeah. I, I feel like I want to bring something up from elementary school. No, no, it's, it's like oh. there. How, how, how are you? And this is totally, completely random. This is again, there's no context here. We're just talking. Uh, but first thing I think, I don't know why. I think of recess, like of like playing after lunch, and like. I remember it being good. How was your guys' recess in elementary? It was good. I played a lot of football. Yeah. What's football? Your thing? What was your thing? You Brian? played soccer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No, and it's and it's weird because. Like we went to we went to high school with a lot of those guys and okay I never I never saw them play soccer ever again <laughs> but yeah we played oh we played soccer and in fifth grade we would play basketball soccer was like in second third grade yeah so what uh, go ahead I was gonna say so there's there's six six weeks so that's thirty six weeks of school right dude we played thirty six weeks of football where I went to elementary. Like if like we'd play freaking football. Didn't they have it split up? It was the first six weeks and second six weeks. What do you mean? There were six six weeks. Like six six weeks total of school. Oh, okay, yeah. Of school. And I, I'm just doing like uh, accumulation. Yeah, yeah, okay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, just like, like I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. Yeah, there's three six weeks. The f- there's three portions of six weeks in the first half. Right. Then there's the spring semester. again. Right. Yeah. Right. And. And at least while we were able, if if we were able, because sometimes the coaches, I don't know why they ever did this, but sometimes they would like not take out the footballs on purpose. Like we had to they, play other sports. Like, they wouldn't let us bring footballs or soccer balls or anything because we just got too aggressive with each other. Especially football, we used to play tackle football. And, oh, like, we get sit on the, we get sit on like a dirt, like freaking. Oh yeah, dude, same. No grass or yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised nobody broke an arm or anything. What I do remember is the hot springs oh, being outside. Yeah. And like my third grade teacher scorching. wouldn't let us like run around outside because we'd come back in like sweaty and smelly. I was just thinking about that right now. Like I feel bad for teachers with all those smelly. Well, now kids, because some kids, because inside the classroom, a lot of times now, because it's more controlled per classroom, so a lot of classrooms are cooled. And now, <clears throat> uh, 
kids aren't allowed to take sweaters outside of the classroom because it's so hot outside. Oh, damn. Like, they're not allowed to take sweaters outside the classroom. Like, you, you can't take it to the cafeteria, then leave it off. Like, no, leave the sweaters in the classroom. I'm sure that has something to do with, like, oh, this <coughs> kid's going to lose it and we're going to have to deal with all that. Maybe so. that, too. I didn't, I didn't think about that necessarily, but first thing I did think about was, like, hot as spring. Just, like, hot. But when I was – what grade was it? Was it kinder? I don't know, but there was – um. I was waiting for the bus, and I found this spent, um, like, uh, bullet casing. That's crazy. And I put it in my backpack, you know, thinking nothing of it. And then I was showing it off to my friends, and then it got to the teacher somehow. Mm-hmm. And I got 100 points taken out of my conduct folder because of it and what? that stuck on my like file yeah so i was labeled like a bad kid because you know because you had a casing yeah nothing what? like dangerous about it or anything and the teacher was like no well this isn't they had a whole meeting with like my parents and like a whole bunch of stuff over an empty empty bullet casing dang shell i don't what yeah shell yeah anyway <laughs> anyway, I didn't. I didn't mean it like that. But like, <laughs> but like, yeah, like I'm so happy for you now. Anyway, <clears throat> but yeah, it's like what the that's crazy. That that's interesting. I had negative conduct points that's because of something so small. That's 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 interesting to me because I've had I had this conversation a l- minor like not minorly. That's not even a word. Uh, minimally about like teachers, older teachers in today's school districts like versus teachers that are more our age and the mm. way they act with kids is totally different it's interesting and like it's a whole different it's, it's i mean of course this may be, be reiterated maybe we already know this but it's, it's a totally different world now like it's in, it's interesting to me that in that aspect yes technology blah blah we have all this stuff accessible to us i'm talking about people person to person the way things are being conducted now the way things are changing in the way we're talking it's super interesting to me. Yeah. It just, it just, it leaves me in awe in a, in a very neutral way. Like it's like, okay, nor good nor bad. I said, I said this, uh, a while back, but you know, it's, it's chi- Chinese proverb. Uh, it's not good luck nor bad luck. Only time will tell. You know, that, that's one that stuck mm-hmm. with me from Dr. Sherman, who was my capstone and my quality professor from college. Um, I'll never forget that. He, he, and he gave us the whole story, but that's the, that's the line that, that's like, that's it's basically a refrain. Cause it's like se- several scenarios. And at the end of every scenario, every piece, it's like, nor, it's nor good luck nor bad luck. Only time will tell. That's a good one. That kind of reminds me of that uh, that decision-making video that you sent me. Like, whether you're making it for the right reason. Is that or the one with the rabbi? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, about, like, you, like what, what was it? Let me just look it up. I think it was like your decision making shouldn't be based on how people are uh, viewing it, but it should be based on the result or something like that. Here, I'll, I'll play it because we have yeah, time. We have go. time, so let me, let me. I, pu- I pulled it up, so let's, let's play it. This is on. Yeah, let's play it. I think that decision making is a part of the issue of assertiveness. It's only think about assertiveness at home, assertiveness you can be with other people. But you have to be assertive with yourself and make personal decisions. I know of a woman who takes somebody else to go shopping with her because she can't make a decision as to, to buy the, the, the pink or the, or the blue. Right? 
back in my office, I used to have a poster that showed a dog standing between two fire hydrants, and the caption was, decisions, decisions. And sometimes the decisions that we are indecisive about are of no greater consequences than it. I remember in the shul, there was a whole argument at a meeting from the, 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 the shul organization about an affair that they were going to have, whether they should have the kichel with sugar or the kichel without sugar. I mean, decisions, decisions. But there are decisions in life that are much greater than that. I mean, you make the decision as to who you're going to marry, a decision what kind of profession you want, what kind of job you want. Uh, as a doctor, I have to make a decision how I'm going to treat the patient, right? Um, sometimes a decision, um, do, uh, do we take a chance on surgery? What are the risks of surgery? So there's all levels of decision-making. First thing we have to realize is we are not always going to make the correct decision, right? Only God can be right 100% of the time. I'm going to make wrong decisions. But my decision-making has to be uh, with integrity. Right? Uh, if I'm going to think about whether I should operate on a patient or not, it's not because how much I can collect for the operation, right? But what is the best thing for this patient? So, uh, it, first of all, we have to r realize that we are uh, uh, housed within a physical body that has desires and has impulses, etc., and that they may color our decision making, right? Uh, we may not realize that sometimes we're bribed Right? And the bribe is because we want things to turn out a certain way and we don't make the decision on what is really right because we see what is really right, what we want to be right. So uh, there was a, one of the great Hasidic Revis who was asked by one of his uh, followers, how can I make good decisions? So the Rebbe said, did you ever watch a typewalker? walker? He said, the way a typewalker walker keeps his balance is that if he feels himself pulled over to the one side he overcorrects by leaning to the other side and that's how he keeps his balance he says when you have a desire to do something the first thing you ought to recognize is most of the desires come from animalistic traits so the first thing you should do is think as to why you should not do it right and then when you lean over to that side then you may make a decision uh, I think that we have to have self-confidence in our decisions and uh, realize I am uh, capable of making decisions. There are times when I have to ask expertise, expert advice. But uh, given that, ultimately, decisions are mine. And I also have to realize that not making a decision is a decision, that I've decided not to make a decision. Right? And I have to realize that if I'm not going to make decisions, people, other people are going to make them for me. And that the decisions that other people are going to make for me are much, uh, are actually much worse than these, and than the worst decisions that I can make for myself, right? because uh, I have my uh, my own interest, and I really most people know what's good for them. So uh, I think that making decisions means getting the best possible information, right, and having self confidence. I think it's appropriate to pray for decisions, right. And ask for divine guidance and help me make the right decision. And then not to be shaken by the fact that after we do the best we can, that the decision may not work out the way we want.
And not to see that a, a decision that has poor consequences, not to see that as a horrible failure on our part. I always say our decisions are good or bad determined by how we made them, not what the consequences were. So good. Did <clears throat> He didn't say rabbi. He said rabbi or something. Rabbi, yeah, he pronounced it rabbi. That's I, th- I thought it was rabbi. I thought it was... I Maybe that's just me, but yeah. I mean, it's right. probably just a cultural thing. Yeah, like, like well, we've always mentioned Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> that came out like several episodes. Like, watch this gonna end up being like the last episode <laughs> because you repeated something. <laughs> uh, just funny tying shit together. <clears throat> I know, right? Damn, we've almost hit another hour. Wow, forty-seven man. minutes. <laughs> See, I like these podcasts way better. Like what? The like free flow ones. <laughs> the BS ones. Why don't you, Okay. Wh- what was it about the other one that you were with Oh, us? no. There, there was nothing wrong or with was it. But I, I feel like uh, maybe... Underprepared. Right. Yeah. It's okay. Well, okay. Look, this is what I told Frank when I had him on. Because his was very last minute, too. He had, he came over to the house because he needed help with his resume. Mm-hmm. So I, ca- I helped him with his resume. So we were doing that. And then me and him were having a conversation, the way me and you have conversations, the way me and Brian have conversations. And I was like, hey, man, you want to be on the podcast? And he's like, it's like, well, fuck, like, I, I guess. Like, he, same thing, like, underprepared. He's like, mm. he's like, he didn't know how to react. He's, and for one thing, he's never talked on the mic. He doesn't know how to, like, necessarily work with, like, headphones and, like, microphones and whatnot as far as being comfortable with them, right? And then I was like, no, like, I have this feeling that you want more – person-to-person meaningful conversation and he's like he's like he's like he's like he's like sorry he's like yeah same thing here like when you're saying free flow you know it's like yeah because I, I like i said i felt i felt like man we could talk about something you know start off with band now we're talking about rabbies and yeah and decision making and you know moving in and out and it's interesting because like i said again what i said at the beginning of this this little episode was that you know uh I realized re- really late that I need to like open up a little bit sometimes as far as the, t- the template, you know, having a free conversation like this. However, it's only because sometimes like we literally go nowhere. Like it just goes silent. And I was like, well, fuck, it's only been 10 minutes. Like <laughs> where do you go from here? That's why I have felt compelled to have some type of direct more direction. But I think now again, because we haven't talked between me, Brian and Gonzo in a long, like just conversation. I think that's why it works here. Yeah. You know, like, even when we have Eddie, like, even if it's, like, today he missed, like, listen, next week he's back, or or he's back on the next episode or whatever, or however from here. But, uh, you know, it's still more often than not, you know, where, like, Gonzo has been, you know, weeks in between, where it's accumulated to now having basically two conversations in one in one day. You know, it's like Joe, dude, Joe Rogan does, like, 11 a.m. and then, like, 3 p.m. Like, he does, like, you know, he does, like, world, because I, one thing I'm trying to figure out is, like, for one, his template because he's very good at just conversation and transitioning without giving away like points and yeah. like points of conversation. I don't even think he has points though. Dude, Do but think he does? I feel, I feel like he does bro. Like I feel like he segues so like he's, he's a great definition of what Tony Robbins means by being overprepared. I don't, I cause he knows who he has on the, on the podcast. Like even that Tom DeLonge guy that, the from war, oh, war, the blink 182 supposedly they get really crazy with like aliens yeah. and shit Danny uh, a friend Danny from from Nine Round told he said he listened to it he said he got, they got really weird they got really weird really quick <laughs> they got really weird really quick Dang. like he talked about aliens and shit like they're, they're real and stuff like I haven't heard of it but I feel like 
like I feel like Joe Rogan just like he knows like he'll do his research on a person. Yeah. But he doesn't come up with points. Like he just That's like, fair. Yeah, some he, something like, like that. Maybe Maybe it's not as organized as having points. It just has like little like he makes it a point like, to remember shit. Yeah, like topics oh, or hey, ideas. Brian, that what, what year's your car? Like stuff like that. Like he'll like, find ways. I'll to remember segment. that Brian drives a Mustang, but like and find a know? way to bring it up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, don't, I don't. That think makes sense. And also for the fact that he's on a thousand over a thousand episodes, like that just gives leeway. He's got practice. Yeah, you know, like we've only and done young forty. Jamie. Dude, he he's a big help. I'm pretty and, sure, like maybe he'll like. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know maybe he has a line going into his like headphones. Well, he's listening because he has a microphone on him. No, 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 yeah, but like, um, like, like a secret. I line. guess like a talkback mic or something. Oh, okay, you yeah, know, yeah. like, or like he has a separate mic, separate yeah. mic for for just like, committing straight to this <laughs> joke. Like, well, actually, funny thing is, he, he uh, Joe Rogan did a recent interview with uh, her name's Amy. And this one was really good because she's the one who won the Moab 240. Cameron Haynes. Oh, no way. Dude, that's a great conversation, bro. I'm not even hyping that shit up. And like, okay, let me, what's her name? I just want to get her name. Um, oh, what's her name? What's her name? Joy Diaz, Young Long Courtney Dahl Walter. Mm-hmm. Episode 1027. It's only an hour and 42 minutes. It's a great freaking episode. Like, but anyways, uh, but th- was it hers? Yes, Jamie. Was th- Jamie's like, "Hey, will you talk about a s- another run that she did before the Moab?" And so Jamie like actually chimed in. Like that yeah. was the first time I heard. That's the first time I ever heard Jamie like chime in to say, "Hey, talk about this. Like this is actually very interesting. You should talk about it." That was interesting. But uh, but yeah, Jamie. And it's funny because well, Freddie. Well, actually, Freddie's been on this episode. He's been on the podcast before. He's I th- he's only been on once when we were at yeah. the island. Uh, Freddie was on. He was like, he's like, hey man, if you ever, if you ever want, if you ever need a Jamie, <laughs> I'll, I'll help you out. <laughs> and at the time, because at the time it felt like appropriate, because at the time also like I was still segment, I was still segueing in trying to find a where I wanted to go next with the podcast. Because yeah. honestly, dude, like around episode 25, 26, 27, I was doing those and like they were okay. Like, like listening back, like they were okay, but I didn't know where I was gonna go after that. Like I had zero clue. Like what? Like we've talked for 27 weeks like what what, i I don't know where to go and you for the most part you talk to the same people every right like maybe like throwing in more variety or something right and i feel like i and i and that on and i've actually mentioned this before like i have a laundry list of people that i want to get on here it's just the timing because for now timing falls on sundays mondays and even last week or not last week but whenever the episode a few weeks ago uh the we had to record on a tuesday like mondays didn't work and while I need some variance of consistency, I I don't disagree with what you're saying. It's about finding the time. Cause like Joe Rogan, he's able to do it all day and then yeah. go talk at night. You know, go and go go. go for out. the most part, I'm gonna label them as celebrities, and they're yeah. like, their schedules are kind of like, you know, they have people that'll listen to them. Like, oh, I need to go. I need to be here at a certain time. Yeah. Like, you know. And here it's very much in a growth stage. Like this is very, very, yeah. very and watch, watch Joe Rogan episode one through fifty. You know, like I, those are very. Are those on YouTube? There's a. F- I don't know how late he goes, but he goes very early into. Oh shit! I almost spilled my water. Uh, he goes very. Uh, he, there's a lot of early ones. Uh. There's a lot of early ones. Actually, look it up. See real quick. Uh, uh, see if you can find how early. 
Because was, he was like in that so, first room. There was like green head. He wasn't. He was wearing like green headphones or red headphones, and they were really weird looking. I wouldn't call them, uh, quote unquote, professional headphones, but they were pretty gnarly looking. What do you say? Don't what? Oh, I was just saying, don't tell me how to live my life. When you were like, you're like, hey, look, oh, look that up. up. <laughs> I'm not Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, damn it. I need, I, I, I need, well, I've, I've said this before. This is even early in the podcast. Like, when I have the means to, so, to help support somebody, you know, I, I would definitely go that route. But for now, it's a, it's a one-man show, and I just have people on that have conversations. Because also, I don't want to move too fast. Because I feel like moving too fast, then I'll really run. I'll, I'll, I'll have too much space in between. Does that make sense? What? Brian, you're awfully quiet. You're fine asleep. No, th- well, right now, I was just thinking about what you, <laughs> you were saying. What? I found it. Episode one is here. Okay, yeah, there you but go. I wonder what year he started the podcast in. It didn't tell you? No, but it's it's uploaded not in oh. a... Not in a what what is it? Chronological chronological order. Oh shit. Maybe uh, maybe maybe it's on wiki. Yeah. Or like uh w- When did a Ho Rogan? <laughs> Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I would say oh yeah, but that's a macho man. That's totally wrong. Totally wrong wrestler. <laughs> Have you yep. Oh, no, Brian, you haven't seen it. Ah, oh, damn, I need what? to pull it up. Jace, d- did you get to see it? Uh, Gonzo, when JC, our drummer friend, did that uh, Macho Man like press thing for his band, I think so. He's like, yeah. "You go," and he's like wearing glasses and shit. Oh, I'm gonna play it. I'll, I'll play it right now. Yeah, he. <laughs> okay, so JC was uh, the drummer for Los Lonely Boys. <laughs> <laughs> you know the drummer for Los Lonely Boys is like, um, he's. Uh, I just saw I got like found for something. Didn't it? it was it him? Uh, Child, like child pornography? pornography? <laughs> Jesus. Yes, I just saw that. <laughs> Actually, I want to have JC on soon. Because he, he, he's one of the guys that I want to have on. Because he's... Dude, have you ever talked with him, Gonzo? Like, talk, talk with him. Like, just Not conversation. Really. He, th- I, I've had a brief conversation with him. And <laughs> it's going to sound really rude. But, like, he seems more there than I expected him oh, to be. Oh, dude, he's very in tuned. <laughs> and that's and that's not rude. I'll, I'll I'll change that term and call, call it a compliment. Yeah, me yeah. And him, dude. I treasure playing with that band because I know I'm gonna have good conversations with him. So I I get, but I get what you mean because you wouldn't but, expect it. I know because like you it'd be weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. But no, yeah, dude. I I literally treasure playing with that band because I know that when I hang out with him, even as 20 minutes at a time because that's how long our breaks are. Yeah. Like, we have great conversations. Like, he's not your typical, like, metalhead. No. Uh, he's very intuitive. He type. meditates. Like, he's all about, like, he know he understands. He, he partakes. He partakes in, uh, what, what's e- the word? Extracurricular activities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Street pharmaceuticals. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He doesn't. I've never heard that. He's before. a good. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. I'm. Tr- I'm <laughs> of course, people are only gonna be able to hear the audio. You're gonna have to go to like his page and like find this shit. But go. go. Joe Rogan Experience launched December 24th, 2009. Dang, that early. How many episodes? A thousand thirty-two. Yeah. In how many years? Since 2009, in six years, eight seven, eight years, eight, eight years, a thousand, eight years. That makes me excited. 
that's cool. Because one thing I have talked about, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay to say this on, on here, on, on, on there, is like I've had this conversation with people. Is like no one here in the valley is doing like this. Yeah. And I, and and that's because I'm not like I'm not quote unquote stealing from anybody. Like I, it's just a, an accumulation of Jocko, Joe Rogan, Tim Ferriss, Sam Harris, all these guys that I've talked about over and over again. Even Simon Sinek, Tony Robbins. Um, but everybody here in the valley is so caught up in retail and like fast food and like different things. That's what's here right now. We got we got this retail fast food rush way later than like up north. We saw it up north before we saw it here. Yeah. And like it's it's very interesting because everybody's. Ca- for the most part, caught up in that. I'm Chipotle, like Chipotle, dude. Chipotle. I've never had Chipotle. Dude, I'm. You need to. What do you think about it, Brian? The very first time I tried it, I didn't like it. But then right. I, but then I had it like I've had it like at least two more times after, and I've I've enjoyed it more. I mean, I'm not gonna say like, oh wow, like I'd have it every day, but I I did enjoy it more the the yeah. the next couple times. The first time I didn't like it. But after that, it was like, oh. First time I tried it was two years ago. And yeah. I was, like, disappointed. I was like, no, Freebirds is better. I think I think it was, had I had it either. two years ago also. But then I had it recently, and I've had it twice since then. Mm-hmm. Like I've had it twice in the past, like, month. Oh, dang. Texadelphia, I was disappointed in. You told me about that. You told me about that. I've never been there either. But I also messed up. I had a first uh, Philly cheesesteak that I had. Uh, it came with barbecue sauce. I always get the, I forget which one it is, what it's called, but it's got the, uh... Does it come with queso? No, it's cheese, but it's not like a, like a, like a sauce. It's just like mozzarella and jalapenos. Oh, okay. And I think guacamole or something. Nice. So I, I, li- I like that. Legit. Yeah, I've never had any of those places. It's <coughs> funny, like... At at some point you got you had referenced like Zoolander a bunch when we were like there in band and like I still have yet to see that movie I still haven't seen it. <laughs> and I don't bring that up because like you're bringing like Chipotle, uh, Freebirds, uh, Texas Duff. I've never had any of those things. What? Never. I mean, I'm mean, I'm not opposed to it. I just never I've never tried it. I've never had it. Luis always wants to go, but I, me being a bad cousin. But you're opposed to it. <laughs> well, it's not even that we. For me, because there's a Chipotle here. Why don't we ever? I don't know. I couldn't give you a good reason why we ever. That's what I'm saying. Like you're just opposed to it then, because it's right there. I guess so, right? Because there's one right here by my house. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, sorry. I I honestly think you'll like it. That's fair. 2009. That's fucking crazy. I'm still I'm still thinking about that. 1,032 episodes. And like, like. Even not, not let's say even thirty percent of a thousand, which is three hundred, or with like Joey Diaz, <laughs> like there's chingos of episodes with them. And it's interesting how they start because if you watch those early episodes, like it's just it's like video segment, like broken up, and like they're like basically over Skype. They're not like in in, a, in an yeah. office setting. Um, it's interesting. I want, I wonder what got him to start that stuff. I wonder if if there's a, like an episode where he talks about like why he wanted to start like a podcast. Cause I know, like even Joey Diaz mentions, like like they started because uh, he had mentioned, I think in the last one, which is like ten ten thirty ten number ten thirty, I think episode thousand thirty. I think he mentioned it briefly, where like they, him and somebody, they were just gonna they were gonna start it and they did it and now they're I don't know, because even Joey Diaz has done almost or over five hundred episodes. Yeah. So he's still well, he's well in as well. I just wonder how, how long it took him. But, like, Joey Diaz says he's really structured in the times because the people he tries to get, 
Like it's usually like I think Sunday and Wednesdays are his days. Like he'll record. Yeah. Like he'll do both those days. And the cool thing about them, like because they have their following, is that they get their uh, they get to live stream on YouTube. Which frankly, I, I still don't I still don't know what I'm gonna do with YouTube because I use it too much for my own educational purposes. Like I use it for myself. Does that make sense? Like I I I, I feel like for now the media the best medium because I'm so my most consistent medium right now is the podcast itself because even my blogging comes in and out and whatever. And as far as posting videos, it's just to me. I if I could like I said, if I could pay somebody to do the video like vlogging, yeah. do it like just take care of it yourself because I for me it's just like, eh. and maybe it's me being lazy more more than like that's what it is but it's just not it's not. I can't find the damn video. Damn it. Check the Lone Scar page. Oh yeah, we should probably do that. It's been it's been like. It's been like 10 minutes. I'm still looking for the damn video. You ain't going nowhere. And I, I think of uh, of the first Spider-Man movie. Yeah. <laughs> damn, they're, they're falling. Yeah. What, what are you saying, dang too? That I have to like their page to be able to search for stuff on there. That's real, that's real smart. It is, right? I like it. <laughs> it's actually oh here it is here it is here Brian watch what did I tell you JC's a genius, That's dude. So JC is a genius. Everybody can go to freaking Facebook, type in Lone Scar, like their page, and watch that video because it's genius. And I saw that and I couldn't stop. I, I texted him that day, bro, when that video came out. And I was like, bro, that is genius because no one has the guts to do that. I don't have the guts to do that, to make a video. Yeah. Like, like just to be your, to be, to be an outgoing character and to make a video and be like, I'm going to be the voice. I want to do this. I, I commend him over and over again for that because it's like, dude, that is genius because no one here in the Valley will do that. You know who else is genius? The Powell brothers. They are. Dude, they so, sing like angels. So we watched them. So whenever this, I guess whenever this gets released, we watched them. What day was it? October 26th. 
yeah. at Cedar Park. And we fortunately they called Eddie to to open up and of course, you know, full band. Um sorry, I lost my chance thought because someone messaged me. Um must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was it's it's biz it's a business message, that's why I don't never mind. mind. <laughs> yeah, never mind, me too. Never mind. Uh but so, so October 26th, we saw the Powell Bros, and yeah, they, man, and it's interesting that how their new stuff has changed. And we t- we talked about this, of course, on the truck on the way back home and stuff. But uh, aside from all the Selena drop lines, but do they play "You Don't Know Me"? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the yeah. video you sent. Yeah, that was good. I was like, damn, and like I didn't know that Ray Charles played that song, and, that and it's actually and so. Uh, not Taylor. Uh, what's the other pro's name? It's Taylor Powell and the other Blake. one. Blake. Blake. I think I'm pretty sure it's Blake. Because me and him, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I was happy to hear you guys do like this cover of You Don't Know Me. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, it's a, it's a Ray Charles tune. I was like, no shit, because I didn't know that. I'm like, I've only heard the Michael Buble version. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, Michael Buble, Ray Charles. And he said somebody else. And he's like, and he's like, the craziest thing is that it was written by some lady in like the 1930s. Some lady? Yeah. 1930s. Back in the day. Yeah. Like and that makes total sense as far as like the whole like uh, <coughs> like prohibition and like that you like that style mu- to me that style of music mm-hmm. and I I'm curious to hear how Ray Charles sings it because I feel like the way Michael Blaze sings it like it kind of makes sense that a female wrote it. Listen like think about females yeah. back then that would sing. That's why right now when you're like a female is like a female, I was like it it actually kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting. Where are you laughing at? Speaking of. JC and his freaking <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh I gotta see, I gotta get that guy. man I'm, man I, I well I've already told like a bunch of people I need to get him on the podcast like I, I dude dude I'm I, I'm gonna we're gonna call it we're, we've already hit another hour so we're we're gonna we're gonna brother we're gonna we're gonna close out with a quote <laughs> <laughs> with a message from bunch of <laughs> just that part I gotta look for hold on request when I was young from Eddie Sines yeah we, you can drop that still making some way let me skip to the can wrap it up there uh social media real quick gonzo on drums instagram brian the intro not underscore fiverr brian alejandro no underscore yeah okay and then moving with live.co this was again a free-for-all i of course when you listen to this it'll be posted whenever it's posted maybe i'll post it next week maybe i'll post it in december whenever you hear it then you'll hear it uh again this is a this was Productive for me because it again allowed us to just no context. Yeah. First thing that got us started, there's no context. What are we talking about? What are we gonna talk about? And what do uh, I do with my hands? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for being here. I had fun. Uh, this was really really fun. All right, later.